Have you ever found yourself running? Running mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, and even running physically from things in this life. This is No More Running, the podcast for women. Hello, I'm your host, Crystal Lloyd, and I've been known to run and still find myself running from the things in this life. Running from God, His calling, His purpose for my life, running from change that's within my control that needs to be made or any type of change, running from hard or even good or even just simple little things in this life. And God said to me, Crystal, if you will stop running and surrender, there are things that we can accomplish together. Maybe you find yourself running as I have. I want you to know that you're not alone. Let's go from running to no more running together. Let's get started with prayer. Holy Spirit, we invite you to be a part of the podcast, the lessons, the life coaching, and the sharing of our stories. Let it be known today that you are God. God, help us to go from running in this life, from whatever it may be that we're running from, from running to no more running. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us today. And on today's episode, it's part two of Brenna's story. So if you haven't listened to part one, jump back and listen to part one um, and then come right back to part two story because you don't want to miss a thing about Brenna's story. Thank you for joining us today. Let's jump right in. So actually, I'd love to share uh, another kind of God story of, of things that he was speaking to me on. And it was uh, three months or so after I had confessed to Garrett, we still attended a, a staff retreat, even though he was on sabbatical. Uh, we attended a staff retreat in Colorado uh, at the Y in Estes Park. And I just had some time while he was in meetings for me to get some time alone with the Lord. And I decided to go on a hike. And um, I, w- I went a particular way on this hike that would go by the, the livery where the horses were. And I imagined in my mind that I was going to have this amazing moment with the horses and they would see me and come running over to me. And like, I don't know, I just had this picture in my mind of what I kind of wanted to, to experience with God on this hike. And, and so I went this direction and I started to come up upon the horses and I could see them all, but I, not super clearly, but none of them were like running over to me. Like I was expecting them to, and I uh, wasn't having this God moment that I had in my mind. And, but as I got closer, I could see that every single horse was tied so tightly by the bit in their mouth to the pole that was in front of them that they couldn't even move their head one direction or the other. And it made me really mad because I'm thinking we're in Colorado. These are like wide open spaces. You know, I wanted to see the horses running and here they were like tied so tightly. They couldn't even move. And I was really angry. Like there was just like livid almost um, kind of anger that came up um, in me. Like, this is not right. This is not what horses were created for. Like they shouldn't be living like this. And I felt God in that moment say, Brenna, you were like this horse. You were like this horse when you were living in sin. I created you to run in freedom and joy and to feel, you know, the breeze of my grace running through your hair. But this is how you were living. 
And he reminded me of the verse um, in Psalm 32, 9 that says, do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by bit and bridle or they will not come to you. And that was me. That is how I had been living for so long. A really sweet lesson from the Lord. Yes, I love that. I mean, we it even shows like we need that. We need that Brit, that brittle, you know, to guide us along. And God does that for our own good, just like the owner had done that for the horses for their own good, I'm sure. And so that's beautiful. I love it. I love that. When was the point where you've confessed and we went over that and then you're in counseling and then uh, when was the point where you felt like you're healing, your marriage is healing. Um, when was that for you? Was it a, a month, two years, uh, five years? I mean, you know, how long did it take to feel? That's, yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. And I don't know if I can pinpoint it exactly. There were so many, just kind of like this other, you know, kind of God moment that I had so many more of those throughout this journey. And it was always just what I needed at the time to kind of keep going. So there were certainly moments where Garrett in particular would say like, this is all hopeless. He never really wanted to consider divorce, but he would say like, even if we reconcile, uh, like our marriage is going to be like nothing. I'm going to be a shell of a human. Like there's going to be no joy and no laugh. Like there's nothing to look forward to in this marriage. And I felt like God all along would give me this this extra amount of hope when Garrett had no hope. Like he gave me double hope, you know, and it was his hope that kind of carried me through. And so I can honestly say that since even in the first few days that I never felt like we wouldn't make it. And that I had this amazing hope that it could even be more beautiful than it was before. But that was 100% the Lord, you know. And there were times I remember when when I would feel like, Lord, how long? You know, like, it, because again, like we're going through this process for for days, for weeks, for months that turned into years where um, Garrett was still working on being able to say he forgave me. And I was like super hopeless at this one time where I'm like, God, how long? And um, another quick story. I'm sorry, but there's so many to no, share. That's great. Um, that's great. I had this dream one night when I was feeling this way. And it was one of those dreams that was like kind of so real that in the morning you're like, did that, did that actually happen? Like what, what was going on there? But I believe it was a dream. And we were both just in bed and we sat up in bed and Garrett turned to me and said, you have touched my lips, but I have not yet touched yours, but I will. And that was it. And we went back to sleep. <laughs> so yeah. um, the next morning, I'm like, God, um, what, you know, what is that all about? He actually said in the dream, he said, touch my lips and terrify me. You have, that was the first thing he said. He said, you have touched my lips, but I have not touched yours. And I was like, terrify me. That's really weird. Um, the next morning I, I um, was thinking about it and I felt like, um, I thought of the book of, of Isaiah in chapter six, when 
um, Isaiah is, you know, standing kind of in this vision of the throne room and um, they take, this, he's like, woe to me, a man of unclean lips, you know, and of unclean people. And the, the seraph goes and he takes a live coal from the altar and he comes to him and he touches his lips with it. And he says, see, your guilt has been taken from you and your sin atoned for. And so I felt like I was just like reiterating that to me that I have taken your sin, your guilt has been atoned for. I had to forgive Garrett of some things too um, that were hard in our marriage, you know, kind of uh, during this time as well. And so I think him just even saying that in the dream, like you have touched my lips, like I had extended forgiveness to him. I haven't done it yet, but I will. And um, so there's just moments like that all throughout where God just kind of gave me this extra hope and assurance that I believe we were healing every single day in this journey. And our counselor even said that, like, you got to celebrate every little tiny step that you make because it's such a long journey that you don't feel like you're making any progress or that you're ever going to get there. But we were, you know, slowly but surely, right. we were. And so, even, and I'm sure even now, today, even now, you know, maybe many years later, that you're still healing and mm-hmm. each step and, and God restores. And I love how um, Jehovah Rapha is the God who heals and yeah. restores. And I, I just, in sharing your story, I just know and believe that that's what God has done for you in your marriage and even your ministry. You know, mm-hmm. he yeah. has restored health to your marriage and health to your ministry as well. And so now how long have you all been in uh ministry? Yeah. Um, yeah. And you, are you in full-time uh ministry now? So so Garrett has always been in full I say always. When he went into ministry, he has been yes. in ministry full-time since um since he did, you know, about 4 or 5 years into our marriage. So he's been in ministry full-time for 20 years. Um and then he's been ordained a pastor, even though he's kind of acted in a pastoral capacity before this time, he was ordained a pastor um, about 11 years ago, um, right around is the same year that we um, renewed our wedding vows. And this was like kind of on the three-year anniversary of my confession, we renewed our wedding vows. That's beautiful. And, yeah. It was, so it kind of redeemed that day in a sense for us. And um, he was ordained a pastor, which, you know, some people are like, oh, that's kind of crazy. But I mean, I, I believe like, like, like nothing can test a man, you know, more than what he had went through to see his true character, um, yes. his relationship with Christ. And so um, I have always been the wife of someone in ministry. Um, I have, that hasn't been my vocation. I've never been paid for it. Right. You know, if you will. Yes. I've always had some other kind of job or side gig. Um, and so that's even where we are, you know, where we are now, where he's a full-time pastor and, um, you know, I serve him whatever ways I can with, you know, with kind of a little one at home. It's probably not as much, you know, as it had been in the past at times. It's different. And that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. I love that the church, um, accepts you all and, and love you and, and you all are, are, you know, still in the ministry that, Mm -hmm. that. What, you know, some people would look at as, oh, the maybe the unpartable sin, you know, and no, you cannot be back in the ministry. Uh, No, you'll never be able to serve 
uh, again. Sure. You know, some churches do that. And so I am, I'm so glad to hear that you all are still in the ministry and that's wonderful. And the God is using you and using your story, um, just to, to show, Hey, you, you know, there's healing in your running, healing in your running story. I love yeah. it. I love yeah. it. Let's take a quick break. I'm excited to tell you that I'm offering life coaching. If you're interested in coaching with me or want to learn more, run on over to my website, crystalloyd.com. That's crystal with a C and Lloyd with one L. And sign up for a free 20-minute coaching session with me. Also, don't forget to join my email list. You can email me, info at crystalloyd.com. Can't wait to help you to go from running to no more running. Absolutely. I think I think it's almost, um, this is for me. I did not, and I still don't fully grasp it, right? But I didn't have near the grasp or understanding of God's love and forgiveness and grace until I had blown it so badly and run so hard away from him. Yes. That I experienced when, you know, I was able to come back and he welcomed me home. And, um, and so it's just, again, I can't fully grasp it. I don't understand it in its fullness. I don't know if we ever can on this side of heaven, Uh Um, but in a way it has just given us a much deeper gratefulness and understanding for all that he has done for us on the cross and having relationship. And, and I love that, you know, now, um, that you can minister to women in a different way. In a way that uh, maybe they would feel like uh, I can't go back to church because I've done this, or I can't even reconnect with God because I've done this, yeah. I've done that, you know. But your story shows that I mean, you can, you can, you can be restored. You can have a healthy relationship with the Lord. God and even in your marriage as well. So I love it. Uh, I love it. And I love that you have shared your hard story with mm-hmm. us and that, that you're, you're not stuck, you know, cause I, there's hurts in my life that I stayed stuck in for years. And, uh, and I'm, I'm sure there's a part where you might've been there, but now you're, you're healing and you're no longer stuck in, you know, what you did, you know, yeah. you're, you're you're sharing not from the hurt but from the healing yes that's great i love that yeah absolutely so um how how does your husband feel about you sharing i mean it's essentially i know it's your story but it's both of your stories how does he feel about you sharing yeah he's been so supportive um, and has certainly tried to make ways to allow us to share. And that has included in the past me sharing some of his hard stuff too, and some of his sin. Um, and again, I'm not saying that any way to justify or excuse what I did. I'm just saying yeah. we have a whole story together and we both have some yes. ugly stuff to share. And he has been um, more than willing and open to have me and even us, if those opportunities arise, even share together. Um to tell the world all that God has done and that there is hope and that there is healing and, and that there can be um, even when things seem so hopeless and so broken and that it seems impossible to have anything, you know, that's actually filled with joy and life and laughter. Like my husband had felt at times, you know, during this journey 
that that we can see those things even above and beyond anything we had experienced before. And that's so great. Yeah, he's been wonderfully supportive. Yeah, that's great. So what at one part, uh, because you had said that your children, um, you know, during uh, the unfaithful times in your marriage were not, you know, you didn't have children. So yeah. at one point, you know, you started healing and then your children came along. So how long had you been married um, before your children uh, came along? Because you have two, a boy and a girl. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I will say one of the things that I grieved the most in this aftermath of my affair and not knowing what the outcome would fully be was the fact that I may have cost us um, ever having a family together, that maybe he would be okay, that Garrett would be okay to forgive me, but I don't really want to go down that road. You know what I mean? That he may never want to desire to do that. And so it was, um, he had uh, extended his forgiveness to me about two and a half years after my confession. And he knew that I had had this strong desire during this time to want to start a family, but that just wasn't the highest priority for us to figure out and talk about at that time. And I would say it was probably about four or five months after he extended forgiveness where he just came to me one day, we were sitting in wobbly boots barbecue. And he said, you know, I think I want to, I think I'm ready to try to start a family. And so it was right around the time that we had reconciled on the three-year anniversary. That was in May, um, the three-year anniversary of my confession. And that summer, the following summer, just within a few months, we uh, tried to start ahead of family. I got pregnant right away um, with our son. And so that was probably about 14. We had been married 14 years at that point in time. And uh, so we had him by the time he was born, we've been married 15 years. That pregnancy went great. When we did go to expand our family a couple years later, that's when we went through a series of five losses in about 18 months. And uh, just very quickly, we won't go into that, but very quickly, I believe that God had laid such a new, strong foundation through what we had walked through with the affair that he was just really able to carry us through even that devastating time of of all those losses. And, um, and then we had um, said, God, we don't know what's best. You do. After a lot of prayers of like, God, could we please just have a baby that like lives and, you know, like all the things, yeah. like, like all the specific prayers that you don't think God's understanding what you're trying to say. And yeah. um, we just gave it to him. We didn't think about it again. And uh, about two, little over two years after our last loss, separately out of the blue, we hadn't been talking about it. We felt like the Lord was saying, try again. And so we did. And we got pregnant. Um, this was at the end of 2019, and I'm 43 years old, going on 44 at the time, you know, and um, and we got pregnant and um, had a pretty healthy pregnancy and was able to deliver a little girl, our COVID wow. baby in 2020 at the ripe age of 44. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that is great. That's awesome. I love, again, I love when God shows up and he shows out. He said, you cannot put a timeline on your healing. You cannot put a timeline on your family. I love it. I mean, you don't even look like you're 
in your 40s. You seriously. look like you're in your early 30s. You seriously. know, seriously, that's because I have a two year old. She like, you know, she helps me out. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she keeps three. you yeah, young. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. I love your story. And I, I thank you so much for sharing. I know um, there's times where, you know, I have good days that I can share, 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 share. And then there's those times where it's just hard to share. And then even afterwards. So I want you to go and you, you just rejoice in your healing and what God has done in your heart and in your life. And, um, you know, uh, and with your family, just enjoy. Uh, but before you go, I want you to share about your book because I want everybody to know that you have a book and uh, not just sharing here on the podcast, but they could read your book and then they can visit uh, if you have a website or just yeah. tell us, you know, all about you, <laughs> yeah, <thank laughs> where you we so can much. find you, where we can yes. connect with you. So. Yes. Thank you. I did write a book. It's called From Lover to Beloved. Uh, experience God's healing, uh, hope, healing, and forgiveness after committing adultery. And so it was written very specifically um, to the Christian or certainly those that are wrestling with God that have that have done this. There's a lot of resources out there um, for that for those that have been betrayed, which is certainly needed, and I'm thankful for those. There's some resources for um, the couples, you know, kind of walking together, but there's not a lot out there that speaks specifically to the person that has, blown it so badly they don't know if there's any hope for them um, in their healing and in forgiveness journey with God. And so there's certainly been people that have read that that haven't um, committed adultery and said it was still so helpful helpful for them too because it really is just kind of my healing journey um, with God, a lot of the things that he taught me. Um, so it's really for anyone that feels like they have just messed up too bad. Like you mentioned earlier, I've done this, I've done that, I don't know you know, if I can kind of come back to God, I think it would speak to them too. And so it's on Amazon, primarily on Amazon right now. Okay. Um, I do have a website by the same name from lover to beloved.com. So it shares a little bit more of our story. It has links to the book. It has links to um, my social accounts, which I'm kind of just getting started on. I'm a little late on the bandwagon. So yeah. Um, yeah. So Instagram um, and I'm just starting YouTube kind of sort of. Um, at Brennan Awful. So my name at Brennan Awful or where you can find me there. So okay, yeah, that's great. Beautiful. I love that. And I'll make sure to put all of that in the show notes as well so that, um, you know, they can find your book and they can find you and connect with you as well. And, um, you know, are you open to what if um, a woman has committed adultery? Are you open to life coaching, you know, one on one with them? Um, is that something that you think you might do? Um, yeah. With yeah, I appreciate it. I definitely have a heart to walk with people um, through this again, especially even especially even as a woman, it's even more um, fewer resources, if you will, than the men committing adultery out there. And so Absolutely. I would love for them to connect with me. I don't have a formal program in place or anything at this time. We're hoping to maybe have some of those things down the road. Um, we're kind of just getting started and seeing what God wants to do. But I would still love for them to reach out to me and at least have a conversation and see how I can love on them. And oh, share that's beautiful. Yeah. Yes, I love that. I love that. And thank you so much for trusting me and trusting my listeners with your story and your running story and how you went from running to no more running. And I, and I thank you so much. Um, 
Well, thank you, friends. And remember, there is nowhere that you can go that God will not bring you back and bring healing into your your life, into your marriage, into your family, into your ministry as well. So I just uh, I just encourage you to go uh, and and surrender to God. Okay, God, no more running. I surrender. Until next time, friends. Hey, don't forget, you can sign up for the No More Running email list at info at And make sure to like, share, and follow. We would love for you to leave a review for the podcast. This helps us reach even more women who might find themselves running as well. Gotta run! Gotta run!